it from the book of James. I'm not nodding small groups again, uh, but we studied the book of James within this past year. And um, I'm going to pick up from James 4. Starting with verse 1, James 4 reads, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? And what would you, oh, and what you, I'm sorry, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of, of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and you wage war and you take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. See, what you want is not going to come from another person, right? God's got enough to go around. It really is. And, and if he wants you to have it, then he's the source of it. You go to him. You know, so you may have some. I can't go snatching stuff from Steve. <laughs> if, I need, if I want what Steve has, if it's so good and, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's okay with God that I have it, then I go to the Father. Right? He's just. He divvies out. He knows his children. Go on, Candace, to the next one. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. And you want only what will give you pleasure. You got to be careful what you're asking for. That ain't my message today. <laughs> Just, I'm not, that's a freebie. I throw that in there. You got to be careful. You got to check yourself. You know, one of our, our, our prior lessons was, what am I doing? One of our prior lessons was on, uh, oh, muted. See, that's what I mean when he got your back. <laughs> he had in his hand what I needed, and I didn't even know I needed it. <laughs> that's an OAB, man. That's an OAB. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't even notice it. He set me up, see? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but you, 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 you ask for things, but you got a wrong motive. You know, I think this is my mom who said, you, you can hustle God. I mean, you can hustle me or you can hustle other people, but you can't hustle God. He sees right to the core of us. He sees right to our motives. And so sometimes you ask him for things and God saying, mm-mm. You know, oh, God, bless me. Anoint me. I want to be able to bless the people, but really you just want glory. Right? I'm just saying things like that. So anyway, God just cuts to the quick of that. Candace, go back to the end of that one, that first one. I mean, the, the one before that. All right, so you want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers. God just calls us out sometimes. You know when he just rude, just kind of hit us right between the eyes with these words, like, ooh, how we get there? But okay, right? <laughs> he knows. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourselves an enemy with God. We all need to think about that. I know I, I poke on the young folks sometimes because they're so um, affected by peer pressure and they're so interested. I mean, they're so, you know, uh, focused on what other people think about them and the whole friendship thing. But it's not just them. We, folk, we, we fight, but we, we struggle with those things as well. So hold on to that one because God said if, you, if, if your concern is so much to be friends with the world, that's going to cause a problem between you and him. You be careful about that. 
Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. For, the loyalty, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. I'm going to hang on right there, Candace. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about this whole idea of coming close to God. And that God will come close to you. The KJV says, draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh unto you. And so uh, I want to talk to you this morning about that. About this whole our part in our proximity to God. You know, we love to sing praises about God and oh, how great he is like we just did. And we, we love to, you know, give him all our verbal accolades and we know how to say the right things and, you know, kind of function that way. But when it comes right down to it, what is our proximity to God? What is our part in that? And how, what control do we have um, of that? And so uh, in the midst of this whole thing that, that James is talking about, you know, he makes that statement. So in this case, there's crawlings among you, and there's jealousy, and there's all these things. And the, and, the, and the problem is, in a nutshell, is that you're not close to God. See, because when you get close to God, your, your, your perception changes. The things you care about change. What really matters, they change when you're close to him. It's when there's distance between you and God. The things get real muddy real quick. Might know what I'm talking about? You can't see straight. You really can't. You, 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 your, your perspective is off. So in early January, Steve talked to us about, you know, the, the sermon Radical Reliance. Last, last Sunday, Regina spoke with us about uh, sort of a part two of that radical reliance, you know, trust the water. And today, I don't know, this may be a part three of that. Kind of felt like a part three of that. Because as I considered those messages, radical reliance and trust in the water, and I was thinking about, you know, how do you, how do you rely on what you don't know or who you don't know? How, how do you get, you know, an understanding? How do, how do you come to trust that way? And, you know, how do you trust without a track record? You know what I mean? We, we, we trust without a track record. I, I know, you know, I learned this from Brother Beersy, that we're supposed to respect all humanity regardless of their behavior. That really is a lesson I learned from him. Because where I come from, you earn respect. You, don't, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion. You don't, you don't just get it. I don't give you the benefit of the doubt. You got to earn respect. So I remember him teaching that, I don't even, umpteen years ago. And I'm like, really? You know? <laughs> but that's how it works with respect. But, but trust is a different deal. Trust has to be earned. There's something, something different about that. And so how do we trust this God? if we have had little or no experience with him. I'm talking about personally. How, how, how do we come to do that? How, how do we know that we, can, that we can count on him? How do we know what God is made of and how he operates and, and what his promises are and, and what conditions are on those promises? How do we know? You got to come close to God. You got to come close. It's more than this 
surface relationship business. It's more than rules, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. It's more than, it's, it's more than that. You know, God doesn't want us just kind of looking at him as a, as a check-off list of, of do's and don'ts. He wants relationship. You know, even with our, in our human relationships, speaking of the marriage in particular, you know, we, we know when we're not close to one another. We know when there's distance. Maybe we're not talking to each other frequently. You know, maybe we're not doing some of the things we used to do. You know when there's distance. And so, likewise with God, uh, we can know. Last night I was thinking about this message and I, and, and, and I felt like God gave me this thought, you know, that says that, you know, we should stop making God, God a part of our lives and we should make him our life. There's a difference. You think about that, you know, we, 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 again, we like to sing these songs. We like to have these saying, Jesus is the center of my life and, and all those things. But what does that really mean? You know, oh, yes, God is a, a very important part of my life. No, he should be our life. In fact, the scripture says we live and breathe. We have our being in him, right? We, 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 we don't fit God in like he is. God is, and, and we fit other things around him. Everything revolves around him, not vice versa. You know, we've all, you know, heard the analogy, that the big rocks first, that kind of thing. Like, God is the biggest rock. <laughs> he goes in first, and everything else that can fit, that's in his will, can go in accordingly. But that's not the way we tend to do things. Even those of us that have been in church a long time, it's not just a, just a new person message. Right? This is the all of us message. And you, and you have to constantly watch it. You have to constantly keep your eye on it because, you know, life comes in. It just does. You know, life is like water. You know, it's, it, water is intrusive. You ever had a flood or you ever had, you know, some water issue? Water gets in crazy, but it's hard to keep water out. But that's kind of how life is. It's hard to, to keep life out. So you have to be very intentional about it. So if you say that God is the center of your life, if you say that, oh, I walk closer with God, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that actually look like? Is God a Sunday thing? Or is God just some verbal thing that we say? Is God just, you know, I mean, what, what, is that, what does that mean when we say that, we're, that we belong to God, that he's out? What is, that, what is that staking that claim? What does it mean in real life, in your everyday, nitty-gritty life? What does that mean? What does your day-to-day look like? So I'm going to propose that to you. How about we stop making God a part of our lives and make him our life? Now, Steve knows I don't like the word radical. I don't like that word for some reason. I think it's in the Christian community. You know, it's, it, it's it, you know, I hate to say it, but my, my brain goes to this whole past four years. You know, the, the, the folks who have come, you know, out of the woodwork who call themselves radical for Jesus, right? You know what I mean? And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be associated with them folks. I'm, I'm just being very honest with you. I don't like that word radical. It makes us seem like we're crazy, right? It makes us seem like we're the fanatical in the wrong way kind of people. So, but he's right. We had a long, we had a, we had a meeting. We, talk about, we were talking about uh, some small group lessons. And I'm like, I don't like that word radical because I don't like what it's associated with in the negative right now. And Steve looks at me and goes, what else are we? You know, something that, like, you know, we are radical. You know? Steve, you were right. <laughs> we are radical. And I mean that in the right way because how else do you serve the God that we, that we are called to serve? How else do you serve him without being radical? Right? How else do you carry out loving with all of your heart, with all of your mind? And with all? How do you, that sounds very radical to me, right? Oh, all. Not some of your heart and some of your mind and some of your spirit. No, all. 
Yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his right, and he will add all. That means he's first. That means he's all. He's the end. He's the beginning. He's the middle. Like, he's everything. That's radical. And I'm proud to own that today. In fact, I want to get more radical. Woo, watch out now. Right? <laughs> no, seriously, I'm talking about drawing closer. Notice I said closer. Okay, we all, we're, we're at all different stages in our walk with Christ. Here we got some very new people. We got some very old people in terms of being around and in between. We got some people, they don't even know. They're, not, they're trying to figure out why they're even here this morning. Right? How am I getting this church? These crazy people. Right? You know, right? Right? We, 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 we're all in varying degrees of our walk. So, but we all have room to get closer. None of us have arrived. And in order to get closer, you got to do some evaluating. What's between you and God? What, what, what is between you and that close relationship with God? You know, and sometimes we, 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 we put God in these earthly categories. You know, I, it was my mom. I throw her under the bus because she'll tell you to your face. She don't, she, my mom doesn't cower very easily. You know, when I first came to the church, we laugh about it now. You know, she thought, oh, those crazy Pentecostal people. Oh, Lordy. You know what I mean? They just, uh, they just fanatical. They think they're the only ones going to heaven. She always, and she talk about right in my face like she's funny. Um, and she would say things like, and some of you may have heard this from your own families, your own community. She'd say things like, you know, it doesn't take all that. Anybody ever, somebody told you that? It don't take all that to serve God. You know, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing the most, as young people say. Right? And, and, and so sometimes we, 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 we acquiesce to that mind frame, you know, in the world. And, and, you know, oh, 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 this is what she would say. Too much of anything is bad for you. And she mean that across the board. Right? Too much of anything. Well, can I tell you that don't apply to Jesus? Right? You can never have too much of Jesus. Right? So sometimes you got to quiet those voices that are speaking carnal logic to you. Yes, in this world, yeah. Earthly things, yeah, too much of anything. I, pretty, I, I agree. You eat too much, you have a problem. You drink too much, you're going to have a problem. You, you, you know, whatever too much you have, as it, as, it, as it applies to earthly things, but not when it comes to Jesus. And you got to be able to discern what is carnal advice and what is godly advice. You can't get enough of Jesus, period. He wants us to draw closer. And so the reason I said I feel like maybe this is a part three, so to speak, of the, of the radical reliance piece is because we got to get radical about that. What does that mean? Is your job dominating your time? Are your family members dominating your time? Or your whatever, your, your life I'm talking about. Because some of us are just all over. We're like this, you know, we're just like a, a, a leaf lying in the wind. Life is just taking us wherever it wants us to go. And we're just, you know, we're not in control of anything. And you have to be deliberate. Steve, you got to get off that front row. Because I keep thinking about these messages he's talked to me over the years right now. They just keep pinging me in the head right now. I'm like, I'm not going to look at him. But you, you have to be very deliberate about this. You really, really do. It's not going to just happen. It's not magic. You, you got to go after it. And if you don't know what the it is, okay, if you don't, if you don't even understand what I mean, I'm going to tell you today, start with his word. Start with his word. Real simple. Nothing complicated. You know, put, a, put aside your self-help books and all the great speakers who have all kind of great, you know, books and things to do and, and TED Talks and, and all of, put aside all of your pursuits and bring the word up to the top of the pile, right? Make it your daily study. Make it your daily routine. 
to have your book in the Word of God, your, your, your nose in the Word of God. You will be surprised. The Word of God is powerful all by itself. You're not going to find any better self-help book. And it's not a self-help because God already knows you can't help yourself. No, seriously, that's the that's problem with the self-help books. They, they require you to, you know, you got to muster up whatever it is, right? You got to muster the discipline. You got to muster the, the whatever, right? But, but, but God's saying, I'm going to help you because I already know you can't, right? That's some things you're going to find out when you read his word, how fallible man is. Like we just, you know, the Israelites, I, I, I beat up on them a lot, but I mean, they were, they're just a great example of how ridiculous we are as a people in thinking that we can do things without God. I mean, how many times, I, 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 I should count the cycles, you know, of the times when they would, you know, they would obey the Lord, and then it wouldn't even be long. It might be the next day, they go right back to doing what they were doing, you know, and then God would raise up a deliverer, and, and then, then they would disobey the Lord, and it was just this cycle over and 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 over. But in that cycle, whenever they got out of kilter, which was often, it took the word of God to bring them back into balance. However short or long, right, it was up to them, but however, it took the word of God to bring them back into balance. It took the word of God to bring them closer. You know, there were kings over time, like Josiah and, um, and Hezekiah, you know, that, you, know, they, they, you know, they found the book of the law, you know, stuck back somewhere in the temple, and they, and they, and they dug it out and they read it, and they found out, oh, you know, we have not been following God's way. But it was that reading of the word to the people, that the word would purify themselves, that the word would, would call the people back into accountability, the word would call them back into balance, and they would purify themselves, and they would get back in the right place with God. You know, James just talked about that, and that come close to God, and God will come close. You wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided. I'm telling you right now that we have to, our devotion has to be singular. It has to be to God only. We cannot live divided. You can't be close to God that way. He, he doesn't take the crumbs of our life. He wants it all. Right? We want to give him the leftovers. Right? God said, no, I want the whole plate. <laughs> you can't just give me the piece of your life you want. You got to give me all. And so you got to pursue him. It's not a recommendation. I don't see anywhere in the, in the word of God where it says, well, I recommend or I suggest you know, God is not that kind in that way. Or maybe I should say he's not that gentle in that way. No. He commands. And it's not because he's the God who's, you know, on the ego trip, who wants to dominate us and all. But he knows what we need. Without his word, we're going to self-destruct. Right? And I don't mean, when I say without his word, I don't mean just reading it. Because we love it. Yes, I read his word all the time. Right? No, don't just read. Do. That's what James also said. Right? <laughs> you have to be doers of his word. And that's what I'm talking about, about being close. you got to come closer with everything in you. So get into his word and find out what pleases this God and find out what matters to God and find out about this God and find out where you stand with him. Because I'm going to tell you something about that word. The word will read you. I know that's an old school term. He read me, right? right? Yeah, it's old school. No, the word will read you. You get into that word and you find out, oh, how many different ways you are not pleasing to God. I know we like the default. We like to think, oh, I'm such a good citizen. I'm so wonderful. I'm so, you know, we, we like to, you know, get over it. It's not true. <laughs> no, at our base, we are not good. 
We are not pleasing. Our logic is far from God's logic. What we call good is, you know, just go to Romans and say, it's, it's a weird mess. But you first have to embrace that. You first have to be honest about that. And if you don't know what God thinks about things, well, he's happy to supply. He really is. He's happy to tell us, not for our harm, but for our good, so that we can correct, right? The, the word of God corrects us. And so when we're off course and we go to his word and, and we, we've been going left and he says, no, go right, okay, go right. It's not, it's not hard when you throw in the towel. It's not hard when you surrender self. It's not hard when you stop pushing your agenda and your ways and your thoughts and your, your plans. It's not hard when you do that, but as long as you're doing that, it's really hard. God is patient, and he's like a brick wall. He don't move. Yeah. So you can, you can do all the knocking yourself into that brick wall all you want. He don't move. He's unmovable. Sorry, dude. And so you have to submit your plans. You have to submit your will. You have to submit your thoughts. You have to submit those to the word of God. You have to obey the word of God, and that takes deliberateness. And that's where that whole radical thing comes in, because people think, really? Who can do all that in, in where we live right now, in our time? You know, when I read the law, I just want to pass out. I'm so glad to be done with Leviticus and Numbers and, 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 and Deuteronomy, because I'm, I'm overwhelmed. My cup runneth over. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, how in the world were you supposed to do all those things and not do all those things? Like, it's, it's a lot. Right? I'm glad I don't have to go slaughter some goat or some sheep for my sins. Right? I'm, 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 I'm glad that God took care of that for me. Right? You glad about that, that he already shed the blood, he did the ultimate sacrifice? You had to jump through all kind of hoops, seriously, to come close to God. And God said, I tore down the petition. Right? I told, I, he just kicked it in. Boom. He wants us close. All of these steps that he's taking, all the measures he, that he put in place were to make us able to come closer to him. So then why do we stand afar off? He did a great feat in coming down from Calvary and shedding his blood on Calvary so that we can come close. And I'm telling you, go read your word. You will have a newfound appreciation. Go read Leviticus and Numbers and, and you see all the hoops that people had to come, jump through. to come as close as they could, even at that time. And you will have a newfound appreciation for this dispensation that we're living in right now. You'll have a whole new appreciation for it. So why do we stand afar off? We've got all kinds of problems we're facing. Some of you have been facing the same problems year in and year out for decades. And you wonder, why hasn't anything changed? Same situations. You know, why hasn't anything changed? Come close. You'll find out. Come close and you'll find help. Come close and you'll find the answers. Come, come close and maybe you'll be delivered of that thing. Or maybe God will come close. But you can't just stand there. We, you know, we, we, we say we pray. And, oh, I've been praying about this. And I've been praying about this and praying about this. I'm not, I'm not saying that God grants everything that we want the way we want. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying a lot of the reason that we're stagnated in our walk is because we haven't come close. We're doing more talking than walking. Okay? We need to radically rely, we need to trust the water, but we need to obey God. I believe God wants to do, and I know this is church talk, it sounds like church talk, right? I believe God wants to do great things. I do believe God wants to do great things. I really do believe that. I believe God wants to do great things right here. I know he is going to do great things around here. 
But I don't want God working in spite of me. I want God, I want to be in his will. I want him, I want to be pushing in the same direction he's pushing. I want to be walking in the same way, uh, direction he, I want to be in the will of God. I hope that's what you want too. So I'm asking all of you today, each and every one of us, look at your own life. Maybe you got somebody in mind right now. Mm-hmm. You know how we do, she need to do that. Or he need, no, 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 yourself. But God said, get the mode out of your own eye first. Remember, he did, God always brings it right back around to us first. Deal with yourself for it. Don't make an assumption that you're good. Don't give yourself a pass. I'm not giving myself a pass. I'm preaching the message. We all have room to come closer. You got discord in your heart. You got discord in your life. You got jealousy. You got issues. You got problems with what things are going. Come closer. God said, put all that mess aside. Come closer to me. Let me help you with that. Purify yourselves. How do you purify yourselves? By obeying the word of the Lord. And if you don't know the word, the word of the Lord, then you can't do anything about that because you don't know. You can't follow what you don't know. And it's not just about words. See, that's the thing about the word, of, the word of God. It's not just ink on a page. God is his word. There's power in his word all by itself. It's just the truth. Just read it. Set, set, set yourself uh, an hour a day. Don't tell me you don't have time for that. Not your answer to me, I'm just saying. Because think about what you do for an hour a day. How much Netflixing do you do? How much, you know, whatever, fill in the blank that you do. If you can give those things an hour a day, you can give God an hour a day. Just to start. Right? And just sit down with the word of God. Get you a quiet place. I recommend starting from Genesis, I really do. Do that slow read that Desi now owns, right? <laughs> right? Just sit down, let the word say what it says. And as God leads you, follow. Quit giving yourself a pass that you can't. Because when you want to, God will empower you to do so. But you got to put forth some effort. Right? He ain't going to come down. I'm, you know, there was a time in my walk in the early years, I wish God would make me a puppet because it seemed like it was hard to follow. You know, God, just, you know, just make me do what you want me to do. He don't work that way. Right? He gives us human agency. He gives us choice. Right? We have, we have some, we, but you have to put forth effort and get in there and let the word work in your heart. Scripture said it won't come back void. I'm telling you, it just gets in. You don't even know. You just read. You think you're reading words. You think you're just reading, oh, this is so nice. I'm not talking about, you know, when, when, sometimes we say, well, I'm in the Word every day. You mean that, you know, the, the, the daily verse? You know, sometimes we think we do God. And we, you know, we, I have this Bible app I get on and you know, it gives you the, a verse of the day. And we say, oh, we read the verse of the day. I read my Word for the day. I ain't talking about that kind of reading. No. I'm not even talking about your daily devotional, quite honestly. I'm talking about getting into the Word. Not somebody's interpretation, not somebody's commentary, not somebody's thought on that word, not some little meaning. I'm talking about get to the word of God and allow it to do its work. Every day, make a habit of it. This is not just some gimmick I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about transformation. That's what the word does in our lives. When it gets in it, it gets to niggling, it gets in those places like water, you know, in the nooks and crannies of our heart. And it gets in our mind and it changes our thoughts. And, it, and, and you know, I can't tell you how many, like, <gasps> moments I've had when I read the Word. I'm, I'm excitable. The team was just laughing at me because I like exclamation marks. I love exclamation marks. It's my favorite punctuation. It fits my personality, right? 
when, I, when we're working on lessons, I have all these, you know, exclamation marks, and they're like, get them out. <laughs> like, please let me have my exclamation marks. But anyway, but, but, but I'm excited. But, but as you read the word, like, that's, that's how juicy the word is. It, it, it really, there's things that you got, that's in there? It's the best book you'll ever read, I promise you. And I've read some good, it's the best book you'll ever read. But, but what's the best about it is this transformation, it, the, the, the power for it to transform you. It really does. Right now, you can't see how. You can't see how you want to live for God. It seems impossible. It seems like a, a tall order. It seems, eh, you know, that's just too much. I'm, I'm never going to be that person. Who says? Because God can do all things. That's the scripture I read. If you're relying on yourself, right, you're never going to be that person. But if you're relying on him, he'll do things with your life that you can't even fathom right now. You're looking at a sister who was utterly jacked up. I'm, I'm going to put myself on blast. I can put somebody up. I'm, put, I, you talk, I'm, I'm serious. Y'all probably saying, she's still jacked up. <laughs> well, I came a long way. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I realize, I realize I ain't where I should be, neither are you. Oh, but my Lord, I am not what I used to be. And that's the truth. And that's not because of my strength. That's because of his strength. That's because of his power. You got to do some yielding. You got to do some dying. If you want to be close to God, see, the closer you get to him, the closer you, you'll, the more you'll realize, uh, the more you'll realize his goodness. Talked about that a couple of sermons ago, right? The goodness of God. Right now, when you're on the outside and when, you, when you're distant from him, you know, the things that God, you say, eh, that ain't so great. You know, but, but, but the closer you get to him, right, that's when you're going to experience those miracles. I believe that. That's when you're going to experience the transformation in your own life. That's when you're going to experience the things God. That's when you're going to get this vision for this body ministry, for example, the closer you get to him. When, you, when you're far off, you don't get it. You just don't get, you're not going to be able to get it, but you got to get in his word. You got to let God do the work. Absolutely. Think about your own lives. I know some looking at you, right? Think about who you were when you first came. What you were, the way you lived, the decisions you were making, things you were doing, how broke you were. <laughs> I can't help it. That, was, that, that scarred me, right? <laughs> All those, and think about where God has brought you to this point. It didn't just happen because you showed up every Sunday, even though that was a part of it because we're in the midst of his presence and there's, there's power in that. But it didn't just be- happen because you believed. It didn't just happen because of a mental thing. It happened because you submitted to God and you obeyed the word that was brought to you. That's how transformation happens. That's how we get closer. And, hey, this is an age-old problem. And I was reading Matthew. I'm gonna go, I, I, you don't have this one, um, Candace, so don't worry about it. You know, when Matthew 15 says, well, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. I'm talking about our proximity to God. We're we good about the mouth thing. We're good about lip service. You know, we know how to say things. And, 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 but God said, I'm not interested in what your mouth says. I'm interested in, in, in you obeying the word of the Lord. And that... that Verse in Matthew harkens back to what Isaiah said in Isaiah 29, 13. It says, and so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Same scripture, right? And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules 
learn by rote. God doesn't want us in rule mode. He wants us in relationship. If you have a spouse you never see, well, how's that going to flourish, right? right? How's that relationship going for you? If you have a spouse you never spend time with, you know, again, I'm just, I'm just liking it to something that we all can understand. You know, how, how does that work? So if you don't spend time with God, if you're not obeying God, if you're not listening to his voice, if you're, not, if you're not growing in him, you're not allowing him to do what he wants, how does that work? God is calling us, come close. Come closer. Because when we get close, he can do his work. And you can see his work realized in your life. And I can attest, as one speaking for myself, he'll blow your mind. He thinks way bigger. Whatever you have on your mind that you think is so great, maybe it's a career, maybe it's a person, maybe it's, you know, whatever you think is so great, I'm telling you, God can always do you one better. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you're thinking too small. You're thinking within what you are, what you think about yourself, you know, what your limitations are. You know, well, consider who I am. I should be this. And God is saying, you don't know what I can make you. You don't even know the big things I can do. You don't know how I can transform your small thinking. You don't know how I can set you free. You, don't, you have no idea what I can do with you. And you will never know if you are far from me. But if you come close, mm, yeah. What's the word? I have not seen. Yeah, I'm not right what God has planned for his people. And if you're thinking right now, yeah, that's just fancy talk. That means you're far. I'm telling you. I'm just, I'm just saying, come close. Come close. Put some action to your words. Even when you leave this place today, make a commitment. Okay, I'm going to do something. I'm up my game. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm up my game. Do it. Go ahead. Do it incrementally. Try God. God is always up for the task. He says it when it comes to finances. Right? Try me. God's a big boy. He's like a hand. Come on, bring it to me. When you leave this place, make a commitment to up your game. All right? Get closer to God. All right, Sister Lil. I'm going to get in my word. It might get like that when you're challenged. I'm like that. When you challenge me, I'm always going to take you up on it. I don't do those stupid dares, though, but I do a good challenge. Right? Yeah. All right. I'm going to do it. Go right ahead. Do a head shake? With, oh, yeah, with the head shake. All right. Yeah. Challenge you today. Come closer to God. Draw close to him. Start with your word. It's real simple like that. I'm not asking for no, and God's not asking for any cartwheels. Simply engage him in his word and let him do his work. Allow him in. Put off what you think you already know. I know that's hard to do. You think somebody said, well, I read his word before. It ain't do all that to me. Right? No. <laughs> try him again. And you have to try them with an open heart. Because, you know, when you go to God and you got, you're already closed, you know what I mean? You already have your mind made up about how things are going to go and what it's going to do and what it's not going to do and that kind of thing. And, and, and you know, he, he can work through some of that too. Just much harder too. But go to him with an open heart. All right, God. I'm going to take you at your word, literally. And I'm going to engage you on your terms. I want to come close to you. See, it starts with that direction of your heart, your desire. You know, maybe you don't even know how to right now. You're like, I'm not sure what Sister Liz is even talking about. But he'll teach you because he's that too. He's a master teacher. Yeah, he'll teach you. Simply come to him with his word. All right, God, I want to come closer to you. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read your word every day. Try it. 
I'm looking for some testimonies. And as you read and as God shows you things, because he will, he has a way of just having things illuminate off the page. You might know what I'm talking about? You're like, man, I can't tell you how many times. I never saw that. I never saw that. I mean, there's books I read before and I never see. And it's like, it, it just comes off. As he ministers to you, Imani was uh, quoting last night, and I think it was 1622. Power of 1622. Might know what that is. For some reason, I should never put myself to the test on memory, especially in front of people, right? <laughs> I have the worst memory. But it was talking about the word and how, you know, the, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, you know, how when, when the word of God is in you, right, you know, it, it walks with you every day. When you wake up, it's, it's beside thee. And it's like when God gets in you, you'll be, you'll be asleep and that word will be working. I'm telling you, I, I don't know how to explain. I'm giving you my own experience. It'll be working. You wake up in the morning, you got a word, you're not even sure what that word came from. And it, and it ruminates inside of you and it just does this thing. And, 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 and before long, if you listen to it, if you obey it, if you hearken into the word, you'll find yourself closer. You'll find yourself closer. And you're like, how did I even get here? You know, it's miraculous. How did I even, you know, and here is closer. And, and I can't define it for each and every one of us what that will look like. Right? We're all different and we all have, but, but you'll know. Right? You find yourself blushing about the word of God. Ever, anybody ever sent you a love note? And you read that note and you be like, <laughs> you know, you get that little... Uh-huh. You just and even when and even when you don't have the note with you, you think about that note. And you're like, <laughs> you know, you just you get all, you know, giggly about that note. Well, that's how the word of God is. Right? You read it, you put it down, and you in the shower and you think about a verse, and you go, <laughs> you know, you get that feeling, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or you or you at work and you, you know, you maybe at the coffee machine and you and the word comes to you, you go, <laughs> you just right there, right? Maybe maybe you guys have a <laughs> I don't know how you're <laughs> <laughs> you get the point, but, but I'm talking about you find yourself in love with this Jesus. You're talking about, I'm talking about you find yourself in this crazy, like, how did this happen? Right? How did I go from utter boredom with the word of God? How did I go from, you know, my stagnant, my, my routine, my rote, you know, thing? How did I go from, you know, the, 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 the rigmarole? How did I go from just the functioning to this love thing? How did it happen? And if you've ever been in love, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And when he, when he gets inside of your heart that way and you fall in love with him that way, you want to please him. You want to rise to the occasion because he blows your mind with the extent of his grace and his love. And you can't help but not want to reciprocate. You want to love him back. Right? And see, that's when the wheels start turning. When, you know, when it's, when it's more than one-sided. Because you got a one-sided love thing going, that gets old quick. It just does. But when love is reciprocated, starts, and you start getting, man, are you talking about transformation? Right? We won't be able to sit you down. What else can I do for him? Right? You know what I mean? Right? You'll be, you won't, you won't, you. I'm out of words. And I know y'all glad. Say, whoo, thank you. That woman talked too much. <laughs> and I know that, right? <laughs> I, I hate to tell y'all, but it's not going to change. I, it's not. I give up. It's been on my report card, I think, since kindergarten. I do. I still have them. My mom saves all our report cards. And on those report cards for as long as I can remember is Leela talks too much. Exclamation mark. Maybe my teachers like exclamation marks too. Exclamation mark, right? Yeah. Talks too much. Talks too much. Sorry, you stuck with me. I love y'all. Right? But I want to encourage you this morning. Seriously, we need to up our game. Right? 
If we're going to be what God has called this church to be, it's got to be all hands on deck. We all got to be all in, right? We all got to be close. We all got to be following the will of God, right? It's going to get old you taking my word for things. Seriously, it's going to get old you taking Steve's words for things. It, it, you know, you know it, it gets old trying to pull people along, you know, who, who are not willingly coming. And, and so it's not that we, we try, but when you get into the word, See, that's that thing about unity God talks about, right? When, when we get all in one accord, it's when you come close to him that that happens. You, got to, you have to allow him to. Caleb, if you would come. He's not going to make us, but he loves us. And ever since the garden, when he made man, he's desired to come and hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to be close to us. He come down to the garden in the cooler day just to hang with the humans he made. He wants us close. That's why he knew when he showed up that something was wrong because they were nowhere to be found. Hey, Adam, where are you? Where Eve? Where, where are you? Maybe God is saying to fill in your name. Where are you? I'm right here. Come close to me. Come close to me and I'll give you peace. Come close to me and I'll give you rest. Come, come close to me. And we'll walk through this life together and I'll bless you. And I'll make a way where there seemeth to be no way. See, when God is close to you, there's no stopping you. When he's close. I invite you to come up to this altar. And spend a little time talking to Jesus about where you are in proximity to him. And what it is you need to do to get closer. There's no cookie cutter response to that. I do encourage you to start with his word. But what do you need to do? Let God talk to you. Spend that time with him this morning.